I truly appreciate the gift that I feel our bodies were created to be. And I want to show that appreciation by the way I treat my body and, and what I can give for my family. So that's what, that's what my mission statement really centered on is being the best version each day that I could be for that. That's incredibly powerful. Yeah. Showing up in your role, the spiritual congruency, all of that. That really resonates with me big time. I mean, that's, that's like the basis of, I'd say, my mission statement too, really. Hey there, my friend. It's Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, and I want to welcome you back to another episode here on the Fit Mother Project podcast. In just a moment, you're going to hear a conversation between myself and one of our amazing Fit Mother program members, Beth Eberhard. Beth is a 41-year-old mom of two boys. She is the wife of Chris, who happens to be a fit father. They've been married for 22 years, and Beth actually joined this program because Chris, her husband, joined the Fit Father Project. He had a tough time in 2020 around COVID, wanted to get his body healthier, and Beth decided, hey, I'll work on myself too. So they joined the program and they worked it together. And what Beth ended up discovering is that this wasn't just a program that she was joining to support her husband, but something that ended up being deeply profound for herself, for her health, the changes she experienced mentally, physically, and even spiritually. This conversation is great. One, because Beth is just a genuinely beautiful person inside and out. But two, because she shares a lot of perspective and wisdom on what it takes to be a supportive partner, how you can actually raise healthy kids and inspire her kids to live healthier too as a byproduct of everything she's doing. And then three, all the changes she made in terms of getting rid of limiting beliefs that she had about her body. She ended up growing a butt, getting stronger, and now she's enjoying all sorts of different athletic activities that she didn't really even think was possible for her. So I love this conversation because it really speaks to the heart of what the Fit Mother Project is all about. Healthier moms, healthier families, possibilities, and really living a long and beautiful life together as a healthy family. So without further ado, let's get into this conversation today with Fit Mother Beth. All right, Beth, welcome officially to the Fit Mother Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here today. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. These conversations are so fun. And I know we've been chatting a little bit before we hit record and just have like a lot of energy in my body right now, feeling like the excitement of sharing your story, what you've gone through, how it's affected your family positively. To kick things off, please tell us a little bit about yourself, your name, your age, where you're from, a little bit about your family, and then we'll get into your Fit Mother journey. Okay. Um, So my name's Beth. I'm 41. I have two teenage boys, uh, 17 and 15. And my husband, Chris, who's also in the Fit Father Project, um, we've been married for just shy of 22 years now. Uh, We live in Michigan, so we deal with the uh, northern changes in weather, the gray right now. Although it's sunny today, but mostly gray. (laughs) So That's awesome. Okay. And what led you to find this program? It really was Chris. Um, for myself, I, I mean, I, I weighed about 20 pounds more than I did when we got married. Um, I'd been back and forth with weight, with having kids. When we got married, I was 19. I had two kids. I felt like that's acceptable. I had the basics of what it meant to be healthy. I was active, but um, never really an athlete, just an active person. 
Um, I have dealt with migraines my whole life, but I had gotten them to the point where I thought they were fairly manageable. So for myself, it wasn't so much I was looking for for something for me. Um, but Chris had a lot of a lot of stress going on. We all did. I mean, everyone in 2020 had stress going on. Yeah, we had moved into a semi uh, caregiving situation. Uh, we were helping our kids adjust during the whole COVID thing. He works in real estate, so the, as a real estate appraiser, so his work blew up. Just a lot of stress. Um, my mother passed away that fall, and and for him, a lot of that the sedentary um, work it led to putting on quite a bit of weight. And then he has a family history of of being heavy, of, of being overweight, a lot of knee and back problems because of that. And then he was looking at a close family member who at this point can barely walk uh, because of really needing a hip replacement and a knee replacement, but being too heavy to have the surgeries and then can't get the exercise to lose the weight. That's not where he wanted to end up, especially with two boys were teenagers. He wanted to be a different kind of father for them. And so he was at the point where he needed to do something different. And I wanted to support that. And so he started doing research, looking for something that would be good for someone in their forties. He's a couple of years older than me. So he was looking for that and found the fit father project and just the name itself. He said, that's, I got to look into this. So that's, I did it as support. That's like one kudos and i will say thank you for as a man you know for being a supportive wife i think it's just can't be overstated how helpful it is to have your partner on board with your health change and i also think it's really beautiful that you ended up discovering a lot of great value in yourself that you didn't necessarily expect when you joined fit mother and you guys got to do that together which is wow i mean imagine it led to a very big shift in your family so walk me through your journey here. You're signing up because you want to be supportive and you're like, hey, I could probably get healthier too. You join this Fit Mother program. What's it like as you're starting to go through the nutrition, the exercise guidance, the early phases of kind of like reading about the program and getting set up? Let's start there. Well, it was the content. I mean, it's a lot. That first month is a lot, sure. you know, and, and it can feel overwhelming. And others who have asked us about it since then, I'll, I tell them that right away. Follow through with it because it's going to feel overwhelming at first. But that was one of the things that appealed to me when Chris wanted me to look at the program and ask me, because we've done other weight loss programs, been successful and then put the weight back on. But the education part of it, I knew that was going to help him make the right decisions for himself. And then as we worked through it, the nutrition, the, the learning, not only what was a healthy choice, which was something I was probably a little bit more familiar with but why it was a healthy choice. That made it something that after working through that really simplified healthy choices. So it could start off feeling overwhelming, but then it became simple because now I could go into, if if I didn't have exactly what I was looking for, I knew why I was looking for that and could read the nutrition labels and pick out something that would still work. You know, and, and adjust to flexible because our schedule is very flexible. There is, <laughs> we try for routine, but it's constantly changing. So we could adapt. And it's gotten to that point with the boys too. They'll, they're reading labels now, trying to figure out, you know, what, what would be a healthy option for them. So, so as far as the nutrition, that was, 
I just really appreciated that. It simplifying it. Um, I liked that initially it was very, um, you know, here's what you eat, follow this plan and could get your feet under you that way. Exactly. But we like variety too. So once, because of the education, once we were ready to add in some variety, we could do that without throwing ourselves way off. We learned some things we shouldn't add in <laughs> along the way, but then we could adjust. Um, the exercise. So I've always liked to run. I like to jog. I always did cardio, great endurance, never lifted weights. Um, last time I did push-ups was probably ninth grade. And <laughs> yeah. the first, You've done quite a bit of those since, huh? <laughs> the first month I, you know, I was following Chris's plan, but I was sure that for fit mother, that the exercises had to be different because, you know, they're not going to ask a woman to do that. Right. So I had modified my exercises the first month. And then when I saw it kind of benefiting me and, and decided, well, I want to see what the differences are for, for the fit mom, join the, the fit mother. Chris gifted it to me and I'm like, wait, I have to do pushups too. <laughs> I have to do the renegade rows, but, and I couldn't do them from my, from my feet initially. But when I started trying to remember, it really hit me the third month because the second month, the exercises didn't have pushups in them. By the time I got to the third month, I could do all the pushups from my toes. Never, ever would have thought I could have done stuff like that. Did skiing a few weeks after, which I had taken about 18 years off of being a pitiful skier beforehand. And a few weeks into the program, because we had started in, in January and February, um, went skiing and I, I did great and I loved it. I enjoyed it. I was joking with Chris. I'm like, I think I have to learn to fall like an athlete. I think I'm an athlete. It just has dawned on me different times throughout the, the process. We've done a lot of mountain biking uh, in the area throughout the summer. And again, things that I just can keep up with my boys, you know, can be that mom that, that doesn't just support them, you know, lag way behind. I'm a little behind, but not way behind, <laughs> but, but can be there with them and, and have fun with them. Um, that is so incredible that you have the body and the confidence that goes along with it because you did the work to build up that confidence. And now you're ripping push-ups and keeping up with teenage boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Let's go. Lake and 41 look and sound very good. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, it's unreal. And of course, the, the, the weight dropped, which was nice, but the changes in my body. How much weight did you drop? And, and talk about, I want to hear about the changes in your body too that you saw maybe with clothes and yeah. stuff like that as well. I hit a, my lowest point. I hit, it would have been about a 26 pound weight loss. So a few pounds lower than I was at 19 before kids. Um, now I've kind of come back up, but I gained a lot of strength um, since then too. And uh, so now I'm, now I'm at about 20 pounds less than I was when we started. But, uh, but yeah, the, the changes, you know, there's, there's things you kind of accept about your body. You think, well, that's just genetics. And some of those things have changed. Like I, <laughs> for, I never thought I had a butt. It was just kind of a, a joke, you know, just wasn't there, but I do now. 
<laughs> it's got to feel great. Just and a strength that that I just never thought ever thought I'd have. So as that happened, and and the I'm wearing smaller sizes than I did when I was 19, and at that lower weight, I'm, I weigh the same, but I'm wearing smaller sizes. At some point in there, I realized. Well, I'm still supporting Chris. Now this is about me. This is a journey that's mine now because there's things that I, limits I thought I had that I guess I don't. So now I want to see what else I can do. Yeah, right. It's like that health gives us this mentality of possibilities. And I think that's so cool that you have that now when you're looking to explore and ask yourself, what else is possible? What can I experience and enjoy? And I I imagine a lot of moms too feel like, like you said, you're in the backseat as a support role. You know, you're not even lagging far behind, but you feel like you're there to watch your kids do these things. Now you're like an active participant physically there too, which is so beautiful. Take me back to the initial mission statement that you wrote when you started the Fit Mother program. And some of the things you were looking at in terms of when you want to make this change, what was motivating you? What did you feel like some of the costs of the change were going to be and and how that kind of unfolded as you went through this journey? Yeah. So my mission statement really, again, focused on... Um, and I never want to lose that focus, my role as a, as a wife and, and mother. That's a very important and I feel very dignified role to be supportive in that sense. Um, but I wanted to be able to give a better version of myself to those that I was caring for. And that's really what my mission statement centered around. And we're a very spiritual family too. And so I wanted to, I, I truly appreciate the gift that I feel our bodies were created to be. And I want to show that appreciation by the way I treat my body and, and what I can give for my family. So that's what that's what my mission statement really centered on is being a, the best version each day that I could be for that. That's incredibly powerful. Yeah, showing up in your role, the spiritual congruency, all of that, that really resonates with me big time. I mean, that's like the basis of I'd say my mission statement too, really. And so, what were some of the costs that you wrote down? You know, like for those listening, as a part of this mission statement process, we also want to be like very real about the fact that creating change requires cost and investment. Let's get very real about what some of those things are for you in those early days when you're writing this down. What were some of those costs, and how was that kind of like played out? You know, it's interesting because I was when I was thinking about this interview, I was looking back at that, um, what those costs were. And it kind of surprised me how differently I look at it now. Um, I knew it would take time and energy to, uh, to, to do the education part, to plan, to meal prep, to all those things. Now, like I said, it ends up simplifying it for me. I have more energy. You know, I can throw together a healthy meal in less time than it would have taken before this. Um, didn't see that coming. And uh, things like, uh, I wrote down spontaneity in meals, you know, and we just want to have something quick or, you know, we planned on one thing, that's just not what we feel like. Well, we've learned how to do that. So I, I found out it didn't have to fully be a cost. I can do it and feel okay about it because I know how to do it now, you know? But one that really stuck out to me was our youngest son mentioned that, that we had a lot going on 
um, in 2020 with move and, and all that. He, he's suffered from anxiety for many years. And one of the things that helped during the pandemic and all the other things that we had going on is we would bake together. He really developed a love for baking and he was good at it. <laughs> he's, he's got a knack for cookies, especially he has got a knack for baking, but it helped with his anxiety to do that. And I knew I couldn't keep baking with him like that. Um, so I was going to have to change that. And I thought that would mean finding healthy things to, to bake with him. And we did some of that. But what I realized looking back is what actually replaced that as he saw the changes in us, he started asking about how much water he should be drinking in the day. How, and then he'd ask me, you know, well, how much protein do you think I should have in my meal? He would go over with me his plan for the day or the week for his meals. And then, and then he started incorporating exercise and even looking up, you have a a YouTube video for exercise for kids. So he looked that up and he did a little bit of tweaking for himself too, started finding things that he enjoyed doing. And, and now he uses those things to help with his anxiety. If he is stressed out, he stops and thinks, did I get enough water? Have I eaten in a healthy way? Am I feeling myself? Should I go get some exercise? We still bake from time to time and he still enjoys that. For sure. But when I realized that at 15, I've given him, Chris and I, with your program and your help, have given him a better way of coping with anxiety. I mean, that's just huge. It really is. Especially in this world (laughs) with all the anxiety going on that a, a teenager has to put up with. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually am getting a little teary as you're sharing that. It's just to think about the ripple impact that will have. The one that your son's desire to change is from his own curiosity or of his well-being and watching you guys. Like that's, in many ways, I believe parenting at its finest, you're, you're leading by example. And that has inspired him to want to take his well-being to the next level with these new healthy skills. We uh, compound that over 15, 20 years. My gosh, that is so beautiful. And I'm so happy for, for you and your son as a byproduct of this program that he's walking that path too. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And our oldest is too. He, um, I mean, he's, he said to us early on, I remember one time he looked, turned around and looked at me and said, I'm so glad we're doing more active things together. Like it just had, had dawned on him and yeah, he he probably didn't have quite as big of a as of a switch to make as our younger one did. So it's um, well, everything with our younger one's a little more extreme. <laughs> He's just that kind of kid. Um, but uh, but they both are just they're grateful for this. They tell us that from time to time. They're grateful for this change in in our dynamics. That's powerful. And I want to bring it back to what you said about the costs and the mission statement. Just to loop this back around. It's amazing how we see things as true from one perspective. And then as our experience guides us and we make some of these shifts, what appears to be true, it can be completely different than what we really felt like was true back then. So that's powerful. And I think another emphasis point you've made multiple times, and it's I know it's so key for your long-term success, is the fact that you know the why behind this stuff. It's like the deep framework behind all this that gives you the sustainability, that gives you the ability to be flexible, 
that gives you the skill set to like read nutrition labels and be able to make those decisions. Like, I'm so grateful that you picked that up from this program. And I know that'll serve you and your family for so many years. That's incredible. I love that. Yeah. No, we're, we're grateful. It's, it's something I've always had an interest in. I did some schooling and some in uh, healthcare and, but this program has taught it in a way that we can, we can each do it for ourselves. We can support each other. Um, it's, it makes it reasonable. Um, and, and as you've always said, sustainable. Um, so it, like I said, we've, we've done other diet programs and always known it needed to be a lifestyle change, right? Everyone knows the basics. You got to cut calories. You got to, you know, you got to burn more than you consume if you want to lose weight. And if you go back to doing the exact same thing, um, <laughs> then you're going to go back to gaining weight. We know that. Everyone knows that. Yep. But to get to that level where you really can make it a lifestyle change. That it it becomes, and I'm. I realized when I started phase four that I hadn't made that switch as much as I thought I had in my head. Which is another thing that I appreciate about this program. You you find out different things throughout the stages and as things change in your life, but you've always got something you can go back to and figure out the the support in the in the Facebook groups and uh, the coaches. Amy has been my coach and Kat has been Chris's coach. So we've talked with them quite a bit, but you always have something you can go back to and figure it out. But I I realized that I was doing it with a little bit of an end date. You know, when I reach this point, then I'll be done. When I hit phase four, I'm like, oh, wait, I've got to do a little bit of rethinking here. (laughs) So I'm still working through that too. That's beautiful. And I mean, isn't this a process, right? I mean, we kind of develop these like health operating systems for ourselves as individuals and for our families. And then we must run these things into the future every year, all the changes, the moves, the holidays, repeat cycle, like the cyclical nature of our lives means that we're constantly working this stuff, learning it. And it's really powerful that you now have a core default plan that is sustainable that you can always come back to. And now that you're doing all the different kinds of learning and tweaking from your own experience, it's making this even more yours. Like I think it's, and I'd love to, I'd actually love to get into some specifics about what you figured out works for you in terms of how you eat for ladies listening. Like, what did you discover? Like, what does a day of healthy eating look like in your life, generally and specifically speaking? Yeah, um, well, I love the shakes for breakfast. That is uh, it's, it makes it simple. And I get to the point where, for example, we, we just got back from a, a bit of a vacation and we kind of, we went off plan. You know, we, we applied some of the things that, that we've learned, but I was craving that shake when we got back. You know, when I, I knew we were coming back and we were going to get back on plan the next day, I was craving that shake in the morning because yeah. it just, it makes me, it's simple. And, but it makes me feel good. And it feels like a good start to the day. If I start with that, then the next good decision is easier to make. Yeah. It's positive momentum. It's an anchor. It's an anchor. That It's so important. And I'm glad you see the, like, the specificity of that. It's like, it's an anchor you can come back to. And it's a momentum generator every new day. You're saying, this tastes good. It's easy on my schedule. And today it's like almost making a prayer. It's like, I am investing in my health onwards. Yeah, absolutely. And then, like I said, I, you know, I started off doing, going back and forth between wraps and salads because I needed to keep it very simple. Mm-hmm. 
now I, I put in a little bit more variety. I have found that I, because I do like eggs, I like, you know, your typical breakfast cereals, which for me was like eggs and toast. I, I would put some protein, you know, in with my breakfast beforehand. Um, but I would also have some, some, some toast or some, you know, things like that. So I have started making um, avocado toast quite often for for breakfast or for lunch. I mean, and putting an egg on it, and uh, so that's that's become one of my staples with the Ezekiel bread. Um, love that. I had a manwich today with with avocado, and so you know, I add a few more varieties. I try to I try to make enough healthy dinner that I can have a leftover. But usually, my kids beat me to it, or they eat it up. Yes. I have to have a backup plan. Two growing boys, good doctor with leftovers, right? I mean, man, when you kick them out of the house, nutrition's going to be easy one day. But for now, yeah, the garbage disposals, I bet. Right. So, which they have loved some of the the healthy meal options, and and then yeah, we I I tend to like the on the go plan, even though I, I am at home most of the time for for my work and and the things that I do. I like that because I felt like I functioned better, you know, with having that mid-afternoon snack. With that spacing. Yeah, with that spacing and, and having, usually it was some, some nuts and um, an apple or an orange or something like that. And that's coming around 3, 4 p.m. for you? Yeah, yeah. So that's what I usually have for a snack. And then for dinner, I started off using the stuff that was on the plan. But I've learned, again, what I can incorporate play around with, but it's usually a chicken or, um, we eat a lot of venison. So, uh, which we, we don't process with the added meats. So it's, it's becomes a very lean. Um, so it could be taco salad or, um, chicken. We've found out we love Brussels sprouts because we've been playing around with different ways of roasting vegetables. Right. And my kids keep saying, why do Brussels sprouts have such a bad name? (laughs) Yeah, it's like they're delicious if prepared well, right? Yeah, so lots of veggies. And then for for carbs, um, I have found, again, love that I know how to read labels because at Costco, I found this packaged uh, quinoa and brown rice that has nothing else added to it. And I can do it in the microwave in little packages. Oh, that's fast and easy. Yeah, that's wonderful. If Chris and I... Um, are not having carbs for dinner, but the boys want that. I can make one package for them, or um, or if we are, then then uh, I can make that. And then um, potatoes we have sometimes, but but it's mostly like the quinoa and rice if we're going to have a carb. So that is what you've described. It's just like you guys have your default go to options. You got a system, and that's great. And the backup plan. And the backup plan. You always have to have the backup plans. Yeah. Tell me about the backup plans. I want to hear about this kind of stuff. Well, backup that, plans. That's like looking for that stuff, like the quinoa in the, that I can put in the microwave or um, venison. The packages that we have of venison can be thawed out in the microwave quickly. So if something didn't work out the way we wanted it to. And then I... We use sometimes in the in the meal plan. You'd mentioned the um, some of the restaurants that you could get healthy stuff from. If we have to, we try to go to one of those places and get dinner there. You know, if, if something comes up that we can't be home to make dinner. So, mm-hmm. but for me, the biggest backup plan is in my exercise routine. 
because I usually have morning appointments. And so I try, I love if I can get up and get my exercise in, in the morning. But if I don't make it, especially this time of year when it's darker later, if I don't make it up in time to get my, because my prayer and Bible reading comes first after I have my water and then I sit with my coffee and prayer and Bible reading. But if I then don't have enough time to get my exercise in before my morning appointments, then I have a backup plan. I right away at lunchtime will get my exercise in. So I have found for me that both for food and for my exercise, I have my plan, but then I have to have my backup plan too. Yeah. And I think the main key thing behind all that is like, you're conscious of all this now. Like you have the system and the structure, like the A and the B. And I think where a lot of people get caught up is when they don't have these plans and backup plans and there's a bump in the road, it can derail you. But when you do have these systems in place, like you can smooth rolling, whatever curveball happens, you have something. That's so awesome. I absolutely love that. And um, I'm curious on the exercise front, I know you mentioned, you know, the experience skiing when you're like, wow, I'm like feeling so much stronger. Like how has your exercise performance like changed and how like the strength wise or cardiovascular fitness, what have you really experienced from doing some of these workouts over this period of time you've been with us? Um, well, let me see. Let me see if I can think of measurable things. I mean, I obviously feel stronger. Um, I think when I I'd have to go back and look, cause I probably didn't write it down. Like I should have, <laughs> I think when I started doing the apex 10, I believe I started with five pounds. And I think the last time I did it, I did it with 15 pound dumbbells. Whoa. Nice. This week been working on the shredder, um, which I think before I did the kettle. I did some of the kettlebells with like a 20 pound kettlebell and some with 15. And then I think I used 10 pound. Maybe I used 10 and five. I can't remember. I, I know I had like a huge variety the first time I went through. Yeah. This time, and I do feel like I am pushing myself, but this time I'm doing all of the the kettlebell stuff with a 30 pound kettlebell and all of the rest of it with the 15 pound dumbbells. That's where those glutes are coming from, huh? Apparently, when you double your weight on these workouts, you end up growing a butt. That's great. Apparently, it's it's there somewhere. Nice. And then, yeah, like I said, the push-ups. I mean, I I still just keep doing those from my toes. Cardio. So I hadn't done hits before. I did more like 30 minutes, 30 to 35 minutes, and I would run. Because if I used a treadmill, I could track it. Um, So at like a two incline, I would run for like six miles an hour was about where I could keep it for 30, 35 minutes. So that was decent. Um, But now when I do my hit on the treadmill, I'm at usually a four and a half incline. My um, I'm running at about eight and a half miles per hour during that minute at the four and a half incline. And then my downtime is at, is the five miles per hour. So I'm catching my breath just a little bit under where it was my peak or as cardio. So that's cool. Wow. That's that's fitness. <laughs> that's about the utmost measurement I can come up with. That is cool. Like I, I, it's just, you have a lot to be proud of. I imagine you feel like proud and excited about that. And it's cool to see measurable changes. What was your max is now like what you're doing kind of like more casually. And I know you're just going to continue to build on that. In wrapping this and heading towards the end, I'd love to talk a little bit more about the inner game 
like maybe mindset shifts a little bit more, any kind of like limiting beliefs you may have experienced along the way or, or how you dealt with setbacks and kind of where your mindset's at now. Just talk to me about the mental emotional aspect of this journey of getting your body stronger and healthier. Yeah. Well, I think it has to do a lot with what I thought was acceptable and, and not that it wouldn't have been. I mean, I was, I was happy, but I found out there was more. You know, I, I set a limit that didn't have to be a limit. And so while I never want to become unreasonable because I have, when I was in my teens, I did get stuck on the number on the scale and I made some unhealthy choices because of it. And so when I first started this journey, I was scared I would go back to that if I got too obsessed with the number on the scale but I have learned how to use that tool and not be obsessed by that tool. (laughs) And so now I feel like I can give myself a challenge. I can give it my best. If it doesn't work out, I find out, oh, I can't quite do that. That's okay because I'm happy with what I am doing, but I might find out I can do it. Right. So whether that's something physical or something emotional I'm up for trying and I feel like I can handle setbacks better. I can handle, um, I don't want to call it failure, but maybe not yet success <laughs> um, a little bit better. I can view it that way instead of failure. Yeah. That's very powerful. I like that mindset shift a lot. Yeah. Now in wrapping, I want to ask you what advice looking back, you would have given yourself starting out or other fit mothers that are in the early stages of the journey. And also what advice you maybe have for yourself now and other ladies that have gone through the process and are maybe entering into the phase three, phase four aspect where you have some momentum. I'd love two bits of wisdom and perspective for you on on both those fronts. Well, first of all, take before photos and measurements. (laughs) I didn't. I don't have any of that. It took forever for me to find the photos that Trina asked for because I didn't wish now I would have those to look back on. But as far as, you know, the more what's going to help you stick with it um, to be, to be patient and be persistent. Don't limit yourself. Give it a try. You're not going to hurt anything by trying to be a healthier version of yourself. And, And you don't know what the benefits that you might have, that your family might have, that you never, you didn't even realize were out there. Yeah, well said. And for myself, it's as, as probably just to continue to remind myself of the same thing, to not become complacent. My goal is to each day when I go to bed, to be happy with the way I used that day. Because every day is going to be different. And some days we're up to things that we're not up to other days. And so... I just want to be happy with how I handled the things that came at me that day. That's beautiful. And we do that until we're no longer here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Very well said. How we show up and showing up and being happy with how we show up. And that's a mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual aspect. And clearly from your story, Beth, is it's all integrated. It is all integrated and integrated into your family. Yeah, you can't. I mean, you can work on certain aspects of yourself, but you can't separate those aspects too much because we're one whole being, right? Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. And I want to thank you 
for coming on here and sharing your wisdom and your smile and just all the beautiful stuff that you've experienced and that your family's experienced. I want to say again, like, thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I know I speak for Amy and Catherine and all the other people on our team who helped to make this program that it brings us the greatest joy to see you succeed with this program and to take this information and to apply it into your life. Like, it's amazing. I still have to pinch myself when I'm a part of these conversations that like we've been able to have an impact on your and your family's life. And I don't even know what that ripple is going to be into the future. But I do know that you, Chris, and your boys are out there better for this and making the world a better place. So thank you for being a fit mother and walking the walk. It means so much to us. Well, thank you. We really appreciate all the work and time put into this very much. So thanks for being on today, Beth. Appreciate you. Hey there, my friend. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Fit Mother Project podcast. If you love what you heard, I have a favor to ask you. Please consider taking 60 seconds right now to leave us a rating and review on our podcast. Leaving us a review is super quick. It only takes a minute and it's so, so helpful to us as it really boosts this podcast to reach more people who need this information and this message. If you're listening on Apple Podcast, you can leave us a star rating and review. If you're watching on YouTube, you can hit the like button and leave us a comment. Overall, I truly appreciate you being with us here on the podcast. On behalf of me and my entire Fit Mother Project team, we truly feel honored and grateful to support you and your family on your journey to fantastic health. I thank you for your support of this podcast and of this mission. Also, if you're interested in joining our Complete Fit Mother program and becoming an official member of our community, you can visit our website, fitmotherproject.com. And on the Fit Mother site, you'll be able to see our Complete Fit Mother program along with our online store with the best supplements designed for busy moms. And you'll also find a ton of free resources like recipes, workouts, meal plans, and more. God bless you and your family. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll catch you on the next episodes of the Fit Mother Project podcast. 